0: I could make you laugh before I said anything. <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> I'm Rachel. I was getting
1: there. And, and I'm David.
0: <laughs> and this is All Bad Things, special... Hurricane, Hurricane edition. Hurricane edition. Yay!
1: Hurricane...
0: Florence. Yes.
1: Don't worry, folks. We are going to be fine. We might lose power. At worst, this thing will be a nuisance, but that's that'll be about it.
0: By the time this comes out, you'll know yes. what this will have been, so... Famous last words, potentially, uh, mm-hmm. a knock on Wood, but yes. I don't know. Um, it's actually turned south from us. Or is going to turn south from us as they're...
1: Yeah, so we're so. not even going to get hit as hard as we were supposed to. Right.
0: We used to be literally dead center in yeah. the track. Mm-hmm. And now it's well to the south of us. I mean... Now
1: other places are dead center in the track. Yeah,
0: that's why I'm not like...
1: I'm not celebrating it.
0: Yeah, it's... You can't really be happy about that because it just means some... Uh, uh, short of the thing turning back out into the Atlantic and not hurting anybody, you know, it's going to cause some problems. Um... It made my parents miss a trip to London, which is mm-hmm. really shitty for them. They're not like super travelers or anything, so it's not like they do it all the time. And it was supposed to be a nice, fun trip for them, and that
1: sucks. Mom and Peter are flying to Spain tomorrow. But okay. they're flying from New York, so. Yeah, that's yeah. no problem. No. I'm just. Saying. Oh, just. <laughs> yeah. or let's yeah. just give our, pa- yes. all our all of our
0: parents our- <laughs> travel plans. Yes.
1: Your parents can't go to London, but my parents <laughs> can go to Spain. Well,
0: good for them. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so. So yeah. We. We are gonna be fine. It's just gonna be all. It's just the hassle.
1: Yeah. Like. Like. We were saying. Like, Pasco. It's. It's just gonna be a nuisance. It won't be serious.
0: There will be some flooded roads yeah. around, and. Um, some potential for wind damage. I mean, I was really proud of myself for just thinking of keeping the giant boxes that the kitty condos came in and have some duct tape handy in case any just windows case. get busted. And for neighbors, too, you know, if we yeah. need to help anybody out. So, Because um, we're still going to experience tropical storm force winds, which are like we 40 will. to 75 miles an hour, roughly. So and we have before, um,
1: and they're no joke.
0: No. and But
1: they're not category...
0: Anything. Hurricane They're wins. not even hurricane no. speed winds. So, yeah, we're gonna be fine. Um, the people on the coast are the ones who need to really watch out. Many, many, many have heated evacuations. Some have not. And for those, I mean, there's like the Katrina situation, right, where people can't evacuate because of um, mitigating circumstances. But poverty. Oh, yeah, but. Um, then there are the fucking idiots who just think, "Oh, it's all right. We'll just wait it out." You know, it's like, sh- stop it! If you I mean, if can I, get the fuck out. If
1: we lived on the coast, we'd mm-hmm. be gone. Like i Oh yeah. I'm certain yes. of that. Like yes. I'd be like, yeah, let's go to let's go to Asheville for the weekend. Yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, Asheville's gonna kind of get dumped on too. A little we bit. Go north. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I don't but ever so. want to go
1: north <laughs> unless it's in the middle of the summer. <laughs>
0: But still, yeah, so there's there's going to be deaths because people aren't leaving, and that's going to suck. So, it's really shitty when you think about, like, whatever the death toll is that we hear about after it, and, you know, there's going to be a death toll, those people are alive right now. Yeah. That's, that's, really
1: a, that's a weird way to think of it, but yes.
0: Yeah. I I think of things in weird ways sometimes, but... Anyway,
1: anyway, more housekeeping. You, you would, you would never so guess much. we host a disaster podcast <laughs> well, with that type of talk mentality. About it. Oh, we I We have to talk
0: about it. And next week's episode, we'll talk about what it actually was like for us. So, but
1: but I think the fun of it for us and for our audience is we all share this kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: mm-hmm. the fascination, morbidity. Yep. So, um, we do have. So this is going to be a long episode. We've got a long story plus, um. At least I think it's gonna be long, plus some housekeeping. So first of all, um, we had a couple of people on um, Twitter. I think they were both from Twitter, and then one emailed us. Um, talk about the survivors of Hindenburg. Remember how mm-hmm. the Hindenburg? Remember you said you, like you didn't I, find uh, much information. I failed
1: our audience in that regard because well, I didn't go into that.
0: At well, you all. said you. Could it was kind of hard to find some information.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, everything was eyewitness, which, mm-hmm. so I kind of decided not to put it in because there was nothing clear cut. Okay. So.
0: Well, um, so our listener Kelsey said that most of, from what she heard, most of the survive, people who survived, it was like a right place, right time mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and that's all it could be. I mean, really. right.
0: And then our listener Marianne emailed us just today. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, the twelfth, September twelfth. By the way, um, uh, she said that her great grandfather was a member of the ground crew.
1: Wow. Yeah, of the Hindenburg
0: really? on the day. Yes, um, survived. Was fine. Um, one
1: crew, one ground crew member did not.
0: Well, here's the interesting thing. Guess who Kelsey met in the fourth grade? The great-granddaughter of the one crew member who did not survive. He got a plaque from Germany, like, uh, or not he, uh, like, his family got a plaque, like, in a memoriam, and a thank you letter signed by Hitler and Goebbels.
1: You are shitting me. Are you <laughs> that, serious? Yeah, that's
0: what she said. Like she brought wow. it, the girl, like had the, had the plaque for show and tell. Although, I think she said, "Man, I should have read the email more closely just before we started recording." But I think she said that she didn't necessarily show and tell the letter because of who signed it. It's a bit
1: of a problem.
0: <laughs> it's problematic. <laughs> it's
1: problematic. Although, all I could think about, um, how wrong it would be to profit off of something like that. So, if I had something like that, uh-huh. I would probably just give it to a museum.
0: Yeah. Like a Holocaust well, museum I mean, or something like
1: that. Because how many people in from, this world have plaques that are signed by Goebbels well, and what, Hitler? Well,
0: from what Marianne said, it sounded like the girls, it just stayed in the family.
1: That's. The, I mean, That's I would do fine. that too. You That's fine have, too. Nobody
0: yes. is compelled to. Put it's not like in you're going to take it
1: out at a dinner party and be like, "Hey, <laughs> folks, look what we have." You know, <laughs> and I prob- everybody, everybody starts looking like, uh, "Is David Duke going to show up?" Like, what, what's going on? You
0: know, I probably would.
1: I would show close friends of mine. Yeah, I would.
0: Because probably, you couldn't
1: keep something like that a secret from well, everybody.
0: The thing is though like the guy wasn't a Nazi himself necessarily. No, no, no. It was just he got a letter from a very famous Nazi. Um, um, the, the most famous The Nazi.
1: two most famous <laughs> That's Nazis. True. Everybody knows who those two people are.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: He was not his Goebbels was not his second in command. But he was what the... What was
0: his title?
1: He was the... He oversaw, like, the final solution in all those. That's that's what Goebbels' role was.
0: Main murderer. Murder overseer?
1: Yeah. I guess you okay. could say it that way. Yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah. Even, except and, that's, and like, the, too nice of a And <laughs> title. the
1: experiments and stuff oh, like,
0: God, yeah. like that. Oh, God, yeah. Torture and Murder yeah. Overseer. Yeah. Not a great title. No. Um so hopefully if all goes well and travel plans aren't derailed and everything else um we are going to see uh Karen and Georgia from My Favorite Murder.
1: Yes, that'll be fun. Next
0: Thursday that that's going to be very fun. A little staycation in Durham. So we're we're actually not meeting them. I was unable to procure meet and greets, but we have good seats at the Durham Performing Arts Center. So that's going to be fun.
1: I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while since we've been to a podcast.
0: Yeah, it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. It was, we went um, to two.
1: It was Jimmy Dore.
0: Well, Jimmy Dore wasn't a
1: podcast. No, that was a comedy show. Kind of. It was his YouTube show it was
0: a. It was a YouTube cast, yeah. Um,
1: but we saw exactly... A few days before right. uh, we saw the last, last podcast. podcast. Then the very next weekend we saw the dollop.
0: Yes. Oh, no, that's right. right. That yes. was before we yes. got married. That's right. Or, yeah. No, it was after we got married, but before our reception. Whatever.
1: Yes. Yes. I know. I confused that too. Yeah. And then two days later I went to uh, Charlotte for the Bills game.
0: Yeah, that's what I, I remember. I yep. know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't give a shit. I know.
0: Um, I
1: will be in Green Bay maybe, on September 30th, folks. Maybe we
0: need to do a Wisconsin tragedy.
1: I think we might.
0: <laughs> There's got to be a and, dairy and tragedy and, and in the, there somewhere. The tragedy
1: will be uh, the shape I'm in when I return from Wisconsin.
0: Bloody useless. All right.
1: So. Thankfully, I'll have the next three days off of work, so... Yeah, that's true. I'll have plenty of time to recover.
0: Yeah. Um, so...
1: Oh, little cute sorry, face.
0: we're looking at our adorable little Demetrius, who's just being he's, adorable. He's starting
1: to fall asleep. He is,
0: although he's getting a little riled up. Anyway, we'll stop talking about our cats. That must be truly obnoxious. All right, are you ready? This week's topic is the Pike River Mine Disaster.
1: Oh, another mine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, I don't like these.
0: So... First and foremost, at the top, shout out to our listener, Stephen, who um, is from the region, which I won't give away just yet. I'll get into it in a little bit, um, where this disaster took place. And this is apparently a very famous disaster in this region. So... um,
1: I await the details with much anxiety.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) Because, oh, mine disasters suck.
0: Yes. On November 19th, 2010. Real okay. A methane explosion inside the Pike River mine in New Zealand's South Island killed 29 miners and injured two more. What you 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 seem deep in thought.
1: I've never this this was 2010? Yes. I think I know why. I've never heard of this. Why? But that's a different disaster. That was the same year all those miners were trapped in.
0: Oh, like West Virginia or something. No,
1: no, no, no. in a South American country, oh, and they brought them all yeah. up in the elevators. Yeah, I kind of remember
0: that. I don't. know. That was know. the same
1: year, I think.
0: I'm sure we'll have a thousand people like yelling at them, at us. Yeah. What? Well, actually, no, we won't. Not a thousand. That's inflating it a bit, but hyperbolically 400 <laughs> yeah, we'll with we We'll
1: go We have 400 twitter followers though
0: so. yeah almost um so yeah so apparently this was a huge disaster and the fallout was huge and we're going to get into all of that um but first a little side note so um so steven is from or, or lives in i'm guessing from but i guess i don't know for sure i got the impression he was a native new zealander okay. but um he live, is currently yeah yeah um so, the, the the region where this happened, which, again, we'll get into a little bit more, is apparently, like, quite removed and remote. He said it's kind of like going back to the 60s or something when you're in this region, kind of going back in time a little bit. And he also mentioned in this, I just had to look into, that they had the world's only carnivorous snail okay. in that region. Um, so, it's called the of Fanta. And I watch... It is endangered, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, unfortunately, because I watched uh, an interesting little BBC clip on YouTube, like, very artistically showing this snail. And it's... I, I I didn't get the impression it was enormous, but I didn't get the impression it was tiny either. But mm. anyway, this, <laughs> this snail of indiscriminate size, um, just, like, slithering along the... The forest floor or wherever. <laughs> and then there was like this little earthworm and it just like opened its front of its face and into just like a little circle. It? No, and so, like Yeah. <laughs> like inhaled it. Yeah. Like, that uh, must have been a really pleasant sound for everybody here.
1: The uh I bet the opening of its face looked like uh like the Predator, like in the movie.
0: I never saw a Predator. Uh,
1: some people will know it's I'm just just about.
0: just like a big hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's four. a new
1: Predator movie coming out. Yay. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. I guess I'll so, be the one checking that out. <laughs> yeah, I will not. <laughs> My dad will go with you. You know that. He
1: will, yes. I, so I will anyway, that, that was
0: just a, a little side note on the world's only carnivorous snail, which is endangered. And that is interesting. Yeah.
1: That made me think of the movie Predator, so that's yeah, pretty cool. Apparently,
0: yes. All right, so this is our second New Zealand or... New Zealand related mm-hmm. disaster. Do you remember what our first was?
1: Uh, flying into um the mountainside on um
0: Antarctica. Antarctica. Yes, yes, thank Mount you. Mount Erebus.
1: Yes, which yes. was a uh, it was a, a tourist. Um,
0: yeah, a sightseeing flight. sightseeing yes. tour. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Um, because that took off from New Zealand and crashed into Mount Erebus. So yeah.
1: And uh, remnants of the crash are still there.
0: Yes. Yes. That's right. Yep.
1: Because there's no they can't send people to recover right
0: so at, at at in at the time of this disaster in 2010 this disaster was the second worst in terms of loss of life of New Zealanders to Mount Erebus
1: oh um, okay so it was a
0: big deal so
1: we've got the top two tragedies in New Zealand
0: well at that point at the, time. the next year was the Christchurch earthquake so that eclipsed it that either. you don't remember the New Zealand earthquake i remember hearing I about it but I, to this day, I don't exactly know, like, the death toll because we're, we're going to cover it, so I'll certainly get into it when we do. Um, but anyway. We're
1: going to hit all your top disasters, New Zealand. <laughs> top all, the hits, all, all, the the,
0: all the hits, all the greats. <laughs> all the hits. All the
1: greats. You're going to pull your hair. You're here. Your here. Your here. Is
0: that New Zealand or is that Aust- Australian? I, I
1: think they're pretty close
0: um, together. I think well, there
1: might be some tendencies even think, there.
0: Because Phil Kogan is... Uh, New Zealander, New Zealandic,
1: but I think he had been in Los Angeles for. A, he he quite lost a, a fair bit of his accent, time. I think. Yeah. So anyway, yeah.
0: So geography time. New Zealand is, as most of us probably know, off the southeast coast of Australia. 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 And it's split into two islands, the North Island and the South Island. Makes sense. The North Island is smaller geographically, but it has more people on it. And the South Island is bigger, but it only has about 25% of the population of New Zealand. So that's why this area was a little more remote. Um, uh, So this incident took place on the South Island in a region known as the West Coast. So on the West Coast of the island, obviously. Okay. the West Coast has a particularly low population, only about 32,000 people. Oh, okay. So, so I think that, that that could certainly contribute to why Stephen was like, this is sort of an old, or not old-timey, but you know, like, not as adv- uh
1: Well, it's probably something that affected everybody in that little area. Well,
0: yes, but what I'm trying to say is, like, you know how smaller regions always seem to lag behind the rest of the world in yes. progress? Yes,
1: like, uh, like Canada. <laughs>
0: Canada is not
1: I've, it was a joke oh. like only- <laughs> Jeff Jeff will get that joke if he's listening <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I'm just teasing Canada you know I you know I love you
0: yeah so we uh, we in the United States have no quarter to uh, no. to Canada at this juncture so
1: hey
0: well yeah so the biggest town in the west coast is Greymouth which has a whopping 9690 residents. Uh, the Pike River Mine is about 46 kilometers, or 29 miles, north-northeast of Greymouth, so it was not far from the this <laughs> giant city, uh, close to the Pike Stream, which is how it got its name, which is part of the Big River, which in turn is part of the Grey River, which eventually runs out into the Tasman Sea, which is the part of the South Pacific that's between New Zealand and Australia. Okay. It's called the Tasman Sea. Hmm. I imagine the Tasmanian devil hails from that region. Oh. Um, the Pike River mine has kind of a long history. It was discovered um, first discovered in the 40s, the 1940s. Uh, I guess I should start delineating now because we're getting closer and closer to the 2040s, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, in a part of the country... I don't even
1: want to think about that. I know. <laughs> if we make it that that's a species, we'll see.
0: It had a pretty long history of gold mining and coal mining. Uh, And in spite of the fact that it had been speculated and known as far back as the 40s, getting the operations of the mine up and running took quite some time, as in decades. So actual coal production didn't begin until 2008. So they knew about this mine for a long time. Physically, it was the physically largest underground coal mine in New Zealand, Um, So its output was expected, as they were getting ready to gear this mine up, was expected to be about a million tons of coal for 20 straight years, which would make it the second largest coal export mine in the country. So even though it was the physically largest, it didn't mean that it was producing the most coal or expected to produce the most coal. Um, Side note, I'm sure this will... Captivate everybody. Did you know that there is special accounting for natural resources? (laughs) (laughs) It is known as depletion. Ah, Um,
1: and it makes sense. It's
0: based on a lot of estimates and speculation because you don't know for sure how much of something is in. Like you can guess how much coal is in the mine, but you don't know for sure.
1: So that would be called speculation.
0: That's what I said. Yes, I know. (laughs) Why is that funny?
1: Because you know how I'm, you know that I love to joke. That I like to speculate.
0: Oh, that's true. Yes, you do. You do. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I don't know how you didn't get that on the first try.
0: <laughs> I have been busy hauling things off the deck. I don't know. And I passed two tests today.
1: Oh, I, Did I didn't I tell know that. You that oh.
0: Yeah. I passed class
1: Congratulations. 14
0: and 15 You're today. more than halfway there. I am more than halfway there. 15 out of
1: 28. Very
0: nice.
1: <gasps> you deserve a Brewprint.
0: Yes, that's what I'm drinking right now. The Brewprint, um... Briarberry Standard Sour. It's very, yes. Have
1: I tried that? I yes, don't know. I think I don't? you have.
0: Mm-hmm. I still have two cans of the delicious coconut lime in the fridge that Aubrey, <laughs> I still owe you.
1: <laughs> they may or may not...
0: Make it through the hurricane? Yes. Yeah, we might have to just. just
1: but by the there. time she hears this, she'll know the answer <laughs> to that.
0: <laughs> she I, I'm going to get a text. I know I'm going to get a text. So, uh, so, they were expecting a million. Tons of coal for twenty solid years, so that's a lot. The expected annual income from exports was expected to be around 170 million New Zealand dollars, which is about 100 million, 111 million US. It's pretty Um, nice. So that's uh, that's
1: that's two billion dollars by by the time it's all said and done.
0: More than two point one billion dollars. So this mine was indeed very big
1: business. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. The mine, unfortunately, ended up getting off to kind of a slow start. In spite of all these ambitions, about like a million tons a year, it took a couple years to get the first shipment of coal out. So the first shipment was 20,000 tons that went to India in February 2010.
1: I am sure that there are also all sorts of international regulations that they had to go through what little fucking regulation there is in this business. Well, I mean... It's not something I'm... But I'm sure that that's where probably some...
0: For the exporting, yeah, but are there are there international coal regulations? I don't think so. I well, think there, that's country to country. The exporting is. is yes,
1: yes. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there. But that's just that's just export. There's not a ton of safety issues or other regulation coal as opposed to other exports. I wouldn't think. I have no
1: idea. I would. I would think it's regulated in some form or fashion, however very small, I'm guessing. Mm. But I don't know.
0: I don't know. Any
1: Either way, isn't it funny how a business uh, that is projected to net or gross $2.1 billion in 20 years winds up killing 29 people?
0: Well, let's get to that in yeah. just a little bit.
1: So, funny um, how that always happens.
0: <laughs> machine breakdowns were blamed for the delays and why it took so long sure. to get everything out, get the first shipment of coal out. Which caused, um, which made them have to further finance the mine. So it was taking a while for this mine to earn a profit.
1: Well, also, this is the first time they're really, on a huge scale, taking a dig at this part of the earth. So they probably had to...
0: Well, um, yes, of course, their startup costs... Mm But
1: no, but, no, no. But just to get into like the raw materials and all that stuff, it probably took some time to. Well,
0: yes, but they factored that in. Sure. This was this was additional delays due to machinery breaking down. I gotcha. So yeah, so the mine itself um, is two hundred meters or six hundred sixty feet underground. Oh, fuck fuck yeah. that! I know that would be. <laughs> no I'm not. I'm no not comfortable way. with that. <laughs> A huge tunnel about um, 2.3 kilometers, which is about 1.4 miles long, so huge, huge tunnel, was created by dynamite and is what was used to bring coal from the seam to the surface. So I think we kind of touched on this in Centralia, our Centralia episode, because I think that's been our only mine adjacent disaster. I don't think we've gone into an actual mining disaster other... No,
1: the Soma mine.
0: Oh, Soma, yeah. In... God, we've been doing this... Erdogan
1: s- in Turkey. In Turkey.
0: Yes, thank you, yes.
1: That's the other one we did.
0: Good God, you know, we've been doing this so much and so long that I have the memory of a fruit fly for any of our... Because, <laughs> I mean, this is... This is if I did this double-spaced in an irregular-sized font, this would be like a 10-page essay every single week. I forget about stuff very quickly. <laughs> so, anyway, a refresher. A coal seam is basically like a, a, a layer of coal in the earth, a strata, um, within other l- layers of other rock. So, um, I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, what is coal made of? I, I don't know. And neither did I until I read about this, and this makes perfect sense.
1: Earth. Well, come on. <laughs> that, does, that doesn't even make sense. Hey, I had to throw something out there. It's brown.
0: It's made of dead and decaying organic matter. What type of organisms are we? Carbon-based. life, Living organisms are carbon-based. Mm-hmm. And so when we die and decay... It's There's the good. carbon. It's good for the earth. Well, it's organic matter. So, uh, so yeah, it, may, it makes sense. It's good for I the earth on it, a
1: normal scale. Not, wow. You don't want a whole lot of that at once, I'm guessing.
0: Plus, the mining of it may not be necessarily good for the earth. No. But. So, the dead matter turns into hard coal because of the pressure of the other layers of rock.
1: Okay. Over so,
0: time, and that's what makes coal. So, I thought that was...
1: I'm sure Akshay has been shaking his head this <laughs> right? time.
0: Right? Like, He's like, how did they, um, how, duh.
1: How did they not know this?
0: We should have sorry, actually.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, um, very quick shout out. I meant to do this at the beginning to yours and murder for their nine eleven episode. Oh my
1: god! Oh my god!
0: No, don't. First of all, <laughs> before we mock them and no, we're not no, no, mocking them. I
1: am not mocking them.
0: Before that, you haven't listened to the episode. I just have, I have to not. say they did a really good job on yes. their nine eleven coverage. They were. Um, they struck a really good balance of their their humor which is uh, so fun it's so dry and perfect it is um, sisterly yes they take and, these little
1: digs at each other
0: <laughs> and just and let because it go. <laughs> and because I
1: have siblings and you sure. have one
0: uh-huh.
1: you, you you can t- you can it. tell yeah when somebody's taking a jab at somebody else
0: <laughs> but uh, they so they were both really little when 9/11 happened so they were telling which it from is, kind of an historical perspective which is why
1: I want to listen of that episode yeah. because I was twenty four mm-hmm. I was an adult so I was
0: sixteen I remember it fully and yeah but Rebecca was saying like she Her little
1: kids yeah
0: she didn't really remember you
1: were it. at least mm-hmm. a teenager and had thoughts and right. feelings and you know really like, selfish
0: uh, ones and I was a prick at the yeah. time but yeah
1: aren't we all when yeah. we're sixteen but, but they they're just little kids they don't know shit about shit they but, just recently learned how to read
0: right but please listen to it because a they do a good job and b listen for the Cantina song that's all I'm gonna say. Yes. You'll have to tune in to them to find out what it, that means. It, but it's worth it. Trust me. Alright. So, back to our disaster at hand. Um. And by the way, Def- you guys know we don't cover 9-11, right? Because it, we consider that... It's, it's a crime. That's, a, that's definitely a crime. Not a disaster under our definitions yeah. of how we yeah. define... I mean, it was disastrous, yes, and it was a disaster, but not under the auspices of our purview. (laughs) (laughs) I think he says right.
1: Or because 9-11 is a crime, and that's not what we cover. There you go.
0: All right. That's what I said. (laughs) So, um, we're going to get into the explosions, as in plural, Mm -hmm. because that's what happened, and the rescue efforts kind of in tandem because of the way events unfolded. So... Um, Just
1: the way you crafted that sentence, I can kind of already see where this is going.
0: Yeah. So there are generally two type types of explosions in coal mines, methane explosions and coal dust explosions. So methane, like the gas, is a byproduct of coal, is... A- Absolutely flammable. So if there's if it's saturated enough in the air and there's any type of ignition, it just goes up. Um, coal dust fires are way less common. The air has to be super saturated with coal dust for that to be flammable, but or to ignite. Um, but a lot of times a coal dust fire will be secondary to a methane explosion. So, like, the methane will light, and that's what will light the sure. coal sort of idea. So, okay. anyway. But this was a methane um, explosion. They share
1: explosions. They share a universal theme that any type of a fire in an enclosed space mm, 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 mm. is always a fucking tragic Just one. Just
0: a terrible thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, around 3.45 p.m. local time on November 19th, 2010, there was an explosion inside the Pike River Mine. Now, so there's there's a lot that's not known about this explosion as to, like, the exact ignition source and the exact, like, location of the initial explosion and, and a lot of stuff, but... Um,
1: I Well, I don't know how you can specifically research all that. Or would, reconstructed. Because you would have to get to that part of the mine, and I would guess you can't gonna get, get, to get it. Into
0: all that. Uh, we're going to
1: get into all God. that.
0: We're going to get into all that. Sorry, but it was sorry a wor- keep a <laughs> But it was a working mine, so there were plenty of potential ignition sources. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, now, within the day, and I, I, didn't, I didn't get exactly what time this happened, but two miners were able to walk out of the mine. With injuries, but but alive. Um, They had been in the access tunnel or very close to it and weren't, like, right there at the source of explosion. Okay. So, because of their distance from it, they were able to escape. But in the meantime, the rest of the miners were presumed trapped in the collapsing tunnel. More precisely, 16 miners and 13 contractors. (sighs) So, 29 people who had not come out of the mine. So obviously rescue efforts began immediately. Protocol gave jurisdictional authority to the New Zealand police and uh, police superintendent Gary Knowles was in charge of the rescue efforts. It was known as Operation Pike and involved the New Zealand police, but also um, staff and management from the, the company that ran the mine, the Pike River Coal uh, or Pike River Coal Limited, as well as the Red Cross, the New Zealand Defense Force, and firefighters. So lots of people were on this. Um, so this was something I found really interesting. There's, because mining is so potentially dangerous, like there's a lot of mining disasters out there from the deadly to the relatively Minor, I guess. And those, <laughs> minor mining and, accidents.
1: And those are very few and far between. It usually
0: doesn't end well. So, um, but there is a type of contingency plan for oh, sure. for this to help I'm sure miners survive. The, I'm
1: sure there is for the town, the city, the county, and the well, state. No, I mean you know, for
0: that. the like to for worker safety. Sure, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, what would you guess if you were trying to design like? some system of safety for coal miners, what would be your thoughts on, like, brainstorm, spitballing here?
1: Uh, Putting you on the spot. (laughs) The first thing is don't work there. Wow. Don't ever, but if you're in a, I'm going to guess this is not an, I wouldn't say an economically depressed area, but maybe it's just like a little region and, you know, the people that work there, it's probably good money. So I would say a contingency plan would be, uh, number one, make sure that there is... Like a uh, fire blankets and medical kits, like on every like every ten meters. Okay, mm-hmm. you know something like that. So, yeah, that so would make something sense. Something that's easily accessible. Uh, possibly some of those, um, like firefighter tents. Um, the guys that are the like, oh, the, smoke the jump. like
0: the um, granite the thir- Mo- mountain Hot yes. shops. The have, stuff that you can cover over. Yeah, mm-hmm. Have those. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, because you couldn't necessarily rely on like an eyewash station or something like that because right. pipes might burst. But maybe you know have a couple of them just in case. But to keep people alive
0: but in a short amount
1: and where they need to, I'd have those But what usually
0: kills people in a fire?
1: The smoke inhalation.
0: So what would you do for that?
1: Ah, um, SCBAs.
0: What does that stand for?
1: Self, Self-Contained Breathing Apparatus. You're
0: on the right track, sir. Let's talk about that. Did they so. actually have them? A form of them. Okay. So, um, so you, I, I think you were thinking scuba, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Um, you mm-hmm. said self-contained breathing apparatus, but scuba would be underwater. It's the underwater. Okay, yes. so there is no, just there a regular. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I guess yeah, I didn't know. That's that, what firefighters that
1: have on. Okay. Our SCBAs. All right.
0: So some miners, as was the case for the Pike River mine. Are given self-contained self-rescue devices, so same idea, just a, a, a different. It, it, it's it's an air pack,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: similar to scuba or a scba, um, but it looks different because its function is different. It's small, lightweight, like a little tank, like a little tank sure. with um, a rugged metal contain like case and a mask or a mm-hmm. breathing apparatus. So uh, the Pike River miners did have SCSRs that could provide 30 minutes of breathable air. So the the thing that you would think of is like, well, wait, so that means if you don't get out of the mine in 30 minutes, you're just St- dead?
1: Still, if you have 30 minutes. No,
0: they had another contingency plan.
1: Oh, okay. Here good. was the,
0: the second part of this. So It was like a two-part thing. The idea was... You have this apparatus that's going to give you um, thirty minutes. You got thirty minutes. Yep.
1: Figure to get out. to
0: something I have never heard of, which is a fresh air base. They have these like self-contained, sealed-off rooms. Interesting. Inside, like little containers, as in you know, like yeah. Um, yeah, like, like a, a safe hermetically room. sealed. Yes, unit. basically, basically, yes. So that you could get to one of those, you close the door. So they're sealed. You run in, close the door behind you, and the air is filtered air, so you're not breathing in the shit that's um, on the outside, and it has a backup system too.
1: If anybody listened to um, Joe Rogan's podcast with Elon Musk, he kind of goes into the hyperloop. That he's trying to build in L.A. And it involves like a similar type of technology. A fresh air room? Well, no. That's what would shuttle people like this. But you'd have to listen to the episode. Oh, you mean the ac-
0: underground. Yes. Um, the
1: underground tunnels super, he's trying to build. Super fast. Hyperloop. Hyperloop. Yeah.
0: Well, super fast. Hmm? Uh, Hyperloop doesn't mean anything. Super fast does.
1: Hyperloop means. Uh,
0: well, I'm just trying to hyper,
1: more. It's really fast. <laughs>
0: So the idea is the self-contained self-rescue device. I am
1: stunned that like a coal company would actually go to that length to to keep people safe. I'm
0: imagining it was some sort of collective bargaining agreement that ended up getting there. (laughs) But still,
1: I'm surprised they collectively bargained for it. If that's what happened,
0: you're surprised they they asked for it. I'm not. No. That would be very got it successfully. Got it. Well, yes. For it, yes, I got you there. You're
1: being very lawyerish with me.
0: You know I'm a literal person. <laughs> anyway, unfortunately, in the case of Pike River Pike River mine, I almost said Pike River Mountain. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, um,
1: I keep thinking of Pike Place Fish Mart, but that's in oh, Seattle. Oh, in Seattle, yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, but they were able to tell, I guess because of sensors, and, or uh, maybe cameras, however they had the rooms monitored, they were able to tell that no miners had accessed any of these fresh air rooms, so no one made uh, it. Yeah. And they only had a, enough air for 30 minutes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so, yeah. Um, but
1: that's, I mean, that's really, because when something like that happens, the the main thing you have to do is try to buy whatever time possible. So having those masks that last at least 30 minutes might sound cruel but it's not. It's you know, when you got to put it on like you know you got 30 minutes. So you got to figure something out.
0: Well, we'll get into.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, well, spoiler alert, they didn't put on the masks. Oh. They most likely just died in the explosion. Sure. Yeah. So We'll get to that. (laughs) The rescue and recovery efforts went on for quite a while, so they set up, like, a center for the families of the missing workers in Greymouth, so they could remain close by while while they were trying to rescue their loved ones. Some people in the town complained that the rescue efforts were taking way too long, that they were being too cautious, that they weren't being aggressive enough, that they were like, oh, well, we need to make sure it's safe, but that... That at least some people were contending that,
1: sure. They were
0: being way too cautious. Um, they ended up drilling a borehole into what they thought would be the what what they thought was the area where the miners were located, and were able to get a reading of the composition of the air, which was ninety five percent methane oh, and five percent carbon dioxide. So in oh, other words, n- Just zero no chance. chance of breathing. Yeah. Um, So at this point, it's pretty much ascertained that except for the two miners who were able to walk away from the mine, the remaining 29 people inside had died most likely immediately because of the explosion, which is why they weren't being so aggressive in their rescue efforts. One of the reasons they thought this bleakly about the chances of survival was that the mine actually hadn't completely collapsed Uh, And there was even air blowing through the tunnels. So the logic was nobody came out, even though there was, like, passage for them to do so.
1: Somewhere there was, because otherwise there wouldn't be any air going out. Right.
0: And they didn't hear anyone yelling for help or, like, pounding on a pipe or something. So
1: maybe another reason it was kind of going slow is because it's no longer a rescue mission. It's a recovery mission. Well, that's what
0: I was saying. Like, that's why...
1: Yeah, maybe they weren't in a
0: hurry.
1: It's like that's that's over.
0: Yeah,
1: and I'm sure no nobody was in a hurry to fucking get down there in a area filled with methane and carbon dioxide.
0: Right, like mine rescuing is also (laughs) a a very dangerous thing. Yes, yeah. So that's
1: that's the only job worse than actually working in the mine. Right. So,
0: in spite of the, at this point, concluded uh, loss of life, the recovery efforts continued for several days, led by Inspector Mark Harrison, Under Superintendent Knowles. Then, on November 24th, so five days after the initial explosion, at 2.37 p.m. local time, there was another explosion. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. So, Knowles, at that point, was just like, he publicly stated that he didn't think anyone could have survived the second explosion, and... Now pay attention to this name because this guy's going to come up a lot. The Peak River Mine CEO, Peter Whittle.
1: Peter Whittle. Peter Whittle. Peter Whittle.
0: It's Whittal. W h i t t a l l.
1: Um, Peter Whittal. No, that's that's English.
0: Pay hey, uh, oh no, <laughs> I was doing Cockney. Never mind. You know what it reminds me of though, and this is going to absolutely be nails on the chalkboard to anyone who doesn't like our name banter. Um, Whetall reminds me of. Uh, I bet it's whittle. I bet they pronounce it whittle. But anyway, it reminds me of an, uh, an episode of America's Next Top Model where they made all the models uh, give like come up with new more. Exotic model names.
1: <laughs> oh my god, you gotta show me that episode. It's
0: pretty great. And uh, I
1: can only imagine how terrible the names are.
0: One of the women was named Whitney, and so her name was Wattel.
1: What? It's not a name.
0: They're mostly <laughs> making up fake names. Like one woman was named Renee, and she came up with Naim. So, people were asking her, that like. could
1: be a name.
0: Well, they were asking her, oh, what's what's your new model name? And she was like, Naeem. Yeah, and what's your name? Oh, <laughs> my God. Okay, now I And she's like, Naeem.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: Oh, uh, speaking of disasters, America's Next Top Model <laughs> is, a, is some of the best train wrecks in American television history. In a
1: very fun way, because nobody dies in an explosion.
0: Not Not in the episodes. (laughs) There have been some overdoses since then.
1: There are uh, karmic train wrecks in America's Next Top Model.
0: Uh, Well, um, speaking of uh, Naeem or Renee from that season, she ended up getting arrested and becoming a meth addict or vice versa. Ooh, that's not good. Things did not turn out well for Renee. Um, I don't know about Wattel.
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, hey, you never know. She she could be a listener and we don't know it. Um, Well, our cousin now... um, uh, yes, yeah, Sam Won a national, international? National. national at yeah, least. Yeah. Um,
0: Modeling competition for yes. Too Faced Cosmetics. Yes. We're not cool enough to have heard of them before. But I've
1: never heard of it. They were actually created the year she was born, so it's, yes. kind, it's kind of perfect that she's the spokesmodel. So if you, what's the Going store? Going to Sephora. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, and she is the. That's
1: where I go for my lipstick.
0: <laughs> she's the face of Too Faced. Yeah.
1: There's a freaking huge display. Like, I've seen... Oh,
0: we've all had our picture taken. You haven't I have it? not.
1: I've never seen it, but it's I, at least 20 or 25 different places where it's been, people have taken pictures. It's at
0: every Sephora, yeah. literally. Yeah.
1: Because there, somebody was in Alabama. I don't know why. Like, but Florida, New York, oh, like, yeah. everywhere. Here, here. I went to... Yeah. yeah.
0: So if any of our listeners go to Sephora, see if you can find Samantha. She's the two-faced model... They call her Sam on the little plaque. I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. It must have been her choice. She, I guess. Maybe that's her professional name or whatever. Anyway, Peter Whittle.
1: <laughs> Peter, back to Peter Whittle.
0: Peter Whittle um, said he didn't think the second explosion was ignited by someone potentially being alive in the mine. So I'm guessing, th- like that was. Uh, A legitimate question was, well, how was there a second explosion when there's nobody alive down there to have done anything to accidentally ignite it? But, I mean, it's not really known anyway how it happened in the first place. So, evidence tends to point to the fact that they all died in the first explosion. So, anyway. Um, Because this was a rescue and recovery site, this second explosion could have been super dangerous to the rescue
1: workers, you know, so they made they an excellent site. decision holding them back. Uh,
0: why, how did you hear that? Oh, you mean from going yes, inside? Yes, initially. No, yeah. there, were, there were rescue workers working like on top of the mine yeah. and in areas they still could have gotten hurt or killed.
1: Yeah.
0: While they were working, not even inside oh, the mine. Oh, okay. So where they were, where people gotcha. actually were, they could have been hurt or killed, but they heard the explosion coming. So okay. it had been said. It had happened at some point, other point in the mine. They heard the rumbling. They got the hell out of there, and they were okay.
1: But bonus, he also held them back from going in. Where, I don't know if they it had was a, Peter
0: Whittle. Oh, okay. Um, don't give this guy too much credit. Trust me, We're, getting, we're gonna be into that. I was just
1: speculating. That.
0: Somebody, and it, it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got you twice tonight. Wow.
0: It was um, probably the superintendent. It it probably had nothing to do with Peter Whittle because he was the CEO. That name
1: is just too funny.
0: Peter Whittle. All right. Finally, on November 26th at 3.39 p.m., a third smaller explosion occurred. And after that, there was a fourth and final explosion. Jesus. That actually set the coal in the mine on fire. (sighs) Okay. At this point, there was very little (sighs) chance of pulling bodies out intact. Yeah. Like, it was getting bad at this point. So that day, November 26th, they, which is a week after the initial explosion, they brought in a, des- a device called... Wait. A... Gornizzi Aggregate gajniji. Or G-A-G. <laughs> a gag. I'm not
1: even gonna try.
0: It's basically like a, a giant engine that... Like a pump... That pumps carbon dioxide, nitrogen, and water vapor into a mine where there's been a fire. The idea is to flood the um, the tunnels in the mine, basically lower the oxygen level, starve the fires, and force out all the methane so that it's not
1: okay
0: dangerous so anymore. So trying
1: to flush it out essentially. It's like a
0: giant fire extinguisher for yeah. mines. And I have a picture of it set up. I'm gonna need that page back.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. That looks like something from Star Wars or something. I know. Something. It's
0: very futuristic. It really okay. does. <clears throat> so. I yeah. got my pages all out of order. All right. So uh, it took a solid three days just to put this thing together because it was a huge apparatus, right? Um, and another. Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, how would you Google this thing?
0: Gornigi Aggregate Gas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So if you caught that,
0: or G A G G O R N I C Z Y A G R E G A T G A S N I C Z Y. There, are you happy now? You know how to how to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it took another five days just for it to fill up the mine with the fire retardant, and at that, at that point there had already been zero hope of getting oh, out, anyone out alive. Yeah. So, um. But with the whole mine filled in with the retardant, like, oh, well, never mind. Yeah, there was literally zero hope of anybody being alive. I guess I was a little redundant in that, those sentences. But anyway, the 29 people who died in the Pike River Mine were all men. Uh, the oldest was 62. No. We're going to get into the hard part. The youngest was a man, or I guess the argument could be made, a boy named Joseph Dunbar, who turned 17 the day before.
1: Fuck. I hope he had a fucking blast oh. of a birthday
0: Yeah.
1: the day before
0: You want it to and get... went
1: in hungover.
0: And... Oh. You want it to get a little sadder? No. Yeah, well, it's going to anyway. Shit. He was originally supposed to... this. It, it was his first shift at the mine, mm. and he was originally supposed to start on November 22nd but he talked his boss into letting him start early. Isn't that shitty? Most of the victims were from New Zealand. Uh, uh, Two were Australian, two were Scottish, and one was South African. Most of the New Zealanders were from the West Coast region, and one of the two miners who lived, who escaped, his
1: brother was in the mine and died. Oh. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that,
1: that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. That there the brothers, yeah. Cousins, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so here's where it gets in- interesting. I mean, it was already interesting, but in a tragic way. Um, there's a lot of aftermath to cover here. Um, like I said, this was a big deal in New Zealand, rightfully so. Um, you can't have a huge operation like a mine that was expected to do... $117 million of revenue, or no, 170 New Zealand dollars um, a year in revenue and go bust and have 29 people die without a whole lot of shit being very rightfully kicked up.
1: Because there's a huge amount of investment that goes into that before they even dig into the ground.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Lots of money involved. And as far as the public goes, you know, lives lost, so... So let's talk about the investigations. Uh, within the same month of the disaster, so November 2012, 2010, sorry, a Royal Commission of Inquiry was opened into the disaster. So that's a formal, this probably sounds silly to be explaining to anyone from New Zealand, but I was like, oh, we don't have Royal Commission inquiries. <laughs> We don't have anything. So we have interesting. Senate. We have
1: Senate inquiries.
0: We do. Maybe that's the yes, yeah. That's, that,
1: that's probably the equivalent. Well,
0: not quite because it's not done by politicians at all.
1: Oh, okay, so it's um, not the. Equivalent. It is
0: led by the government. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Maybe I'm misinterpreting this. Um, it's led by a justice, so it's it's led by a judge, not by a lawmaker. I guess that's that's the difference. Um, so it was led by Justice Graham, Pankhurst. Um, and there, w- and so he, he impaneled the rest of the commission, um, and there was some controversy over who exactly was impaneled on the commission. Union workers specifically wanted there to be union representation. Oh,
1: yeah. And, of course.
0: But... Um, the government was like, "Um no, that's gonna skew things a bit <laughs> yeah you think it's gonna
1: skew things away from our point of view towards yours and we can't have that
0: well, you know I, I actually think both have a point <laughs> in that case
1: I'm sure they do, but I'm always willing to side on the side of the worker
0: yeah I, mean, I gotcha yep I, I, I don't uh...
1: <laughs> working in a in a manufacturing plant myself you, know, sure. you, you see you see things here and there and you're like, hmm. Somebody should probably do something about that.
0: Do you guys have any union options? No. Has anyone ever talked about unionization? I doubt it. This yeah. is a,
1: this is a right to work state, so
0: you can still unionize. We could,
1: but nobody's. We get paid. I mean, I'm not complaining.
0: Yeah, you don't think there, like there's much to bargain for.
1: There are certain things that there there is certain fuckery that'd be like. Well, it'd be nice to have a union, but I don't know. 've never I've never been a part of one both mm-hmm. of my parents were yeah,
0: I was gonna say um, your dad sure was mm-hmm. so in was my mom. industry mm-hmm. So my mom yeah. was a teacher so she yeah. was in the mm-hmm. teachers
1: union but I I've, I've, I have zero experience with the union so I honestly I'm for it mm-hmm. but I've never experienced it so I don't have any anecdotal evidence on whether it works or not.
0: What gave workers the right in the United States to collectively bargain and unionize? What was the act? The name of the act.
1: I should know this. I know it was passed in the 19-teens. I
0: believe so, although I forget. I what? think
1: it was passed you- in 1917.
0: It's the NLRA.
1: National Labor Rights Act.
0: Relations Act. Mm-hmm. You're very close. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I that's, just that's know not that's come not what up was, like a
0: thousand times that's not what I was thinking courses. of. Okay. There are other there are mm-hmm. other um acts that have expanded on it that were yes. precursors, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure everyone in New Zealand is just riveted as we
1: well, further the, uh, delay
0: getting into there. <laughs> well, the
1: early 1900s in the United States, mm-hmm. r- regulation started to become a thing because right. workers started to organize. Right.
0: So, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm guessing. I'm guessing workers started to organize at some point, at some wherever in the world, for the most part.
0: Well, uh, the Industrial Revolution, yes, I imagine is when pretty much everybody started considering because that was when. The modern workforce sort of came into it's being. it's like, hey,
1: if we're going to do all this fucking work in this community, we're going to get a piece of that.
0: Well, like, not like just you're get not going to get it all. It's not even just about, like, profits or whatever. It's it's about safety well, and, Oh, of
1: course. Yes.
0: You know, yeah, uh, protection. Absolutely. Um, just ask to me help.
1: If you can find him.
0: Isn't he in... um, Giant Stadium? (laughs) Giant Stadium. Which doesn't
1: exist anymore. Uh, One Simpsons episode made a very, very hilarious joke about that. And it was so... um, At the time, Simpsons-esque, I don't think that's a thing anymore probably hasn't uh-huh. been for a while i know it's still on tv
0: technically i don't know who watches it though
1: but um
0: i probably just insulted a whole bunch of people in our audience sorry
1: that's okay but homer one time uh had a fantasy that he was playing a wide receiver for the giants and caught a touchdown pass and tripped in the end zone <laughs> And then when he gets up, you see the outline of a body, <laughs> just of a body in the end zone. That's, uh, they just leave it at that. That's all they did. They don't That's say, funny. like, and I'm like. Because
0: wasn't the rumor that he was in the end zone, yes. too, specifically?
1: And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious! Like anybody who saw that and knows what they're referring that's to. Funny. Like, that's I'm Funny. I'm pretty as hell. sure
0: MythBusters did like a whole ground penetrating radar or something, uh, like to to try and find well, out if he was buried there.
1: Old Giant Stadium. I, I say mm-hmm. old because it no longer exists. Mm-hmm. It is now the parking lot of the new MetLife this Stadium. This is before that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure.
0: Anyway, we have gotten <laughs> <about> so <laughs> off topic. This it's because, entire episode.
1: And when we uh, we did go for a break, so we we mm-hmm. came back. But I, and I'm sorry if I'm annoying the audience, but I hate Mind Disasters, so I'm trying to get as far away from it as I can by making dumb jokes <laughs> okay. and talking about other things like <laughs> Simpsons episodes and Jimmy
0: Hoffa. Um, so. So, this commission, remember when we were talking about the commission?
1: What?
0: Uh, They issued their final report almost two years after the disaster, November 5th, 2012. The report was highly critical of the operations of the mine itself, saying that the directors of the company ran an unsafe mine and acted improperly over the workers' health and safety. You're reading my part upside down. No, up. I am
1: not. I am not. You know I can't do that. They, Plus before you had it literally right in front of my face and I didn't read it.
0: <laughs> they said, "Quote, at the executive manager level there was a culture of production before safety at Pike River, and as a result signs Shocker. of the, yeah, signs of the risk of an explosion were either not noticed or not responded to."
1: Shocking as well. Yeah,
0: it also concluded that the Department of Labor, because they spell it with U, Labor,
1: just like in Canada. Eh?
0: Oh yeah, was delinquent in proper regulation and inspection of the mine because they were the ones who were supposed to oversee, make sure that they that the mine operators were staying in line. So this finding led to the immediate, like literally the exact day this this report came out, the Minister of Labor Kate Wilkinson pieced out. Totally resigned. Okay. So there was immediate fallout in, in the Department of Labor for that.
1: That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I that mean, it, it heads rolled. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, separate from the commission, the New Zealand police and the New Zealand Department of Labor um, were carrying out their own investigation, which started, obviously, immediately after the disaster. Uh, the police investigation concluded there was not enough evidence to show a definite link between any individual actions and the explosions. So I guess that would be like sabotage or like some sort of gross negligence over a specific thing sure. or source. You know, sort of like that somebody left the pilot on the pilot light on kind of situation or
1: whatever. Somebody had to go in that back room and have a cigarette when they yeah, knew they yeah, weren't supposed to.
0: However, WorkSafe New Zealand, so for those of us in the US, it's basically like OSHA. I was just going to say New Zealand Occupational yeah. Health and Safety, you know, um, uh, it, within the government. They did find a causal link. Specifically, many of the gas sensors inside the Pike River mine, which would warn workers if gas levels were reaching um, a dangerous point, were not working. In the weeks before the time period of the explosion.
1: That is when you pull everybody out and say nobody's going in there. Until this shit is fixed. Yeah.
0: Because this methane could be building up and we wouldn't know, which is apparently exactly what happened.
1: There is pretty much zero... I'll I'll say 0.001% of danger of an explosion in the part of the plant that I work at. Mm -hmm. But still... Uh, once a week, we have to take air tests and air samples uh-huh. to make sure they uh-huh. pass. And if they don't, guess what we're not doing that day? Working. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you getting out of there.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's just we can't because if the air samples aren't correct, the uh, product won't come uh, out the way so it's supposed to. so it's less to. for
0: safety and more for product control. Yes. Quality control, yeah. And this isn't a place yeah. where
1: we're not going to die in an explosion. Right. These gas sensors aren't working, and they're sending people in there anyway. Yeah. Is yeah. complete yeah, fucking
0: it's gross. Like negligence, is oh, what it is. Um, I you would can't even
1: fucking do that. It,
0: it's a, a, even in an
1: office, much less a yeah, fucking right? mine,
0: right? So supposedly, the company knew that these sensors were not working because they manually checked levels with like handheld devices during the same time period. And methane was recorded at dangerous levels 21 separate times in, like, the six weeks or so leading up to the explosion. So, like, this was coming, and they knew it.
1: Zero fucks given, I believe, is the uh, modern (laughs) term. very
0: good. Um, They also found inadequate ventilation, which would have made conditions more dangerous as well. So... A year after the tragedy, so in November 2011, the Department of Labor brought criminal charges under the Health, Safety, and Employment Act. So this was all for, like, labor violations, basically. Those charged were Pike River Coal Limited, so the company that ran the mine, Valley Longwall International Drilling Party Limited, which is one of the contractors that provided three of the contract workers who died, in, in the um, explosions, and Peter Whittle. Oh. Remember, I said, yeah. remember that name. Uh, the former CEO of Pike River Coal. So at that point, he was former. Uh, they were charged,
1: (laughs) if, if, if he was a CEO in the United States, he'd still be there or he would have gotten a hundred million dollars to go away, like less Moonves recently.
0: Or, he could have stayed and gotten money, so. (laughs) That too. Uh, they were charged with 25 separate charges of health and safety violations. Good. In July 2012, Valley Longwall pled guilty, so they just pled out. Or no, that's not the right, pleading out means like making a bargain, right? Yes. Oh. Well,
1: but mm. you can still plead guilty. You can guilty plead, you for, can plead to out for a lesser yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Anyway, they pled guilty. It's a bargain. And, yeah, and they were fined forty six thousand eight hundred New Zealand dollars, which is like thirty grand, but not adjusted for inflation. Um, although it wasn't all that that's long ago. Fucking, that's nothing. It
1: wasn't much at all. That's a fucking. That's he yeah. made that like five minutes ago. He who uh, the person that they gave that fine to.
0: Uh, oh, 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 it's the government. The government fined them. I'm not sure the,
1: who got fined.
0: The um the Valley Longmont the company. Okay.
1: So I'm saying the people who got fined like the the Oh, top the company. People. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. saying they made they made that money the 5 company. minutes ago, yeah, sure, like 36,000. No, it was not much. No. Yeah, that's nothing.
0: Pike River Coal and Peter Whittle pled not guilty in July 2013. Does that date ring a bell to you? Yes, it does. Mm. That's when we met. That is when we met. Aw, are so cute On sick. what
1: day? The third.
0: Of course I know that.
1: <laughs> I, was just, I, I was just teasing. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> it's also our anniversary. It I should is. know. <laughs> yes. um, so they pled not guilty. In so, July, sorry,
1: sorry for that sappy moment. That
0: was really <laughs> gross. In July 2013, Pike River was fined 760 New Zealand dollars, which is like close to a half a million U.S., um, and ordered to pay each of the victim's families 110 New Zealand dollars, so roughly, like, 70 grand.
1: That's not enough. Uh, No, I mean,
0: there is no enough number, but still, that's not much at all. That isn't
1: shit. That's a a year's salary, probably. And
0: then, insult to injury, the fine was never paid, and the payout to each family was closer to, like, 5,000 New Zealand dollars, or, like, three grand.
1: Yeah. And it came with that GIF where somebody opens an, an umbrella and it's just a middle finger,
0: <laughs> right? You've yeah. seen that, I'm sure. I have I'm, not. No, okay, I it's haven't. pretty
1: funny. Okay, but somebody just opens the umbrella and it's somebody given it's just a middle finger.
0: Oh. <laughs> In December of 2013, uh, the charges against Whittle were dropped. He and Pike River offered voluntary payment on behalf of the company, so it was basically like a bargain. Like, they said, we'll give some money if you drop the charges, more or less. So, um, But prosecutors also said there wasn't enough evidence to convict him anyway. However, those payments from Whittle came from his insurance company. So Mm. did his attorney costs, and so this guy did not pay out of pocket for anything. There was a lot of uproar over the dropping of the charges against Peter Whittle, he is still a pretty controversial character. Like, if you Google him, there's a lot of New Zealand tabloids. I am going to. I am. And if he has a Twitter handle, I'm going to follow him, too. Well, keep listening. Okay. In the immediate aftermath of the explosions, he was very emotional. Like it, half crying in front of the camera, like saying he would stop at nothing to recover. Yeah, he was. He was thinking about all the money he
1: just lost. Of course, he was crying.
0: He said, "quote We want our boys back. We want them out." Yeah, whatever. And broke down. Like so, he broke down talking to the press. However. He was later criticized for a lack of remorse. Specifically, he said he was haunted by the tragedy, but what it, but he was asked. Yeah, if he felt, he's like,
1: he's like, have you seen my bank account? Well, I'm not was, worth a billion dollars yet.
0: He was asked if he felt guilty, and he said point blank, quote, no, it's human nature to blame someone. He also said he had, quote, nothing to be ashamed of. He also said, quote, it was a terrible tragedy, but I would defend my position because I feel I always put the interests of my staff and workforce before everything.
1: And the evidence of that is 29 dead bodies.
0: Well, the evidence of that is 21 separate dangerous readings of methane that you did jack shit about.
1: I mean, oh my fucking Lord.
0: So that did not endear him to the people of New Zealand. Um, So... Uh, yeah, it riled people up, and yes, because the investigations and the charges indicated all that that was inaccurate.
1: All I'm picturing in my mind, this this movie might be a little dated for your generation, but okay. people around my age will... It's Crocodile Dundee. Did you ever see that? I
0: did. My dad loved okay. it. Crocodile Dundee. The original Crocodile Hunter. Yes.
1: Which I believe is a I think it's like 30 years old. I oh, think more it came than out, that, no, I think I th- it was like 88 or 89.
0: Oh it, I think it's older because I was like five when I saw it.
1: When you first saw it. Maybe.
0: No, when I saw it on on VHS, like we yeah. had the VHS for, recorded from HBO.
1: We're gonna have to look that up. but anyway, I think it's 88 or 89. one of the Okay, other. I'll
0: look it up while you keep going.
1: But all I keep thinking of is that Paul Hogan?
0: Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan. Did you say Paul
1: Hogan? No, I said Paul. Oh, okay, sorry. um, Like he had to in that one scene where he stabbed the crocodile in the head.
0: I literally saw it when I was 86.
1: Oh, okay, I was close. I thought it was 88. Anyway, um, I want him to stab this guy in the head. (laughs) Just like he did that crocodile. Yes. (laughs) Like as Crocodile Dundee. (laughs) You know what I mean? But he was
0: Australian, wasn't he?
1: That would make it better, because Australians <laughs> and New Zealanders,
0: they... Do they not get They a have a
1: bit of a rift, from what I understand. Let us know, Stephen. Yes.
0: And um, Brooke, she's from Melbourne. Oh,
1: I think. that's that's true. I believe we yes. have some all
0: season. Eh?
1: And if I interjected that there was some New Zealand, Australian...
0: <laughs> you're going to start an international <laughs> incident.
1: Damn it. <laughs> you co- poisoning
0: a whole generation. For a
1: couple hundred people, anyway. <laughs> But uh, that's what I'm picturing in my mind that I want to happen to this person. Because it wouldn't really, it'd be better for humanity if this person was not alive. I mean, that's, well, that kind of goes without saying. let's keep going. Okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> You're really going off on me when I'm dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: okay. You, or you in that, he's a living person, and that's in a horrible that thing to say about a living person. Not
1: a living person like that. Or I want him in that pressurized box, like, 600 meters below Earth or however mm. far away it was. It's
0: 200 meters, roughly 660
1: feet. Oh, okay. I want him in um, there, too. Uh, so <laughs> Maybe just his head.
0: So this guy is kind of reviled in the New Zealand media from what i can tell apparently <laughs> this i think this also contributed to the hatred of him so not only the shit that he said which was at best insensitive at worst like being a really shitty human being
1: homicidal like serial killer like
0: yeah, yeah. a little bit a little, a little sociopathic oh yeah um so he apparently married the controller so the finance person main okay. finance person of Pike River Coal, so he married within the company, and I don't know if he was quit or 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 was fired or what, but he was is no longer with Pike River Coal. Um, he and his wife moved to a pretty pricey home in Australia, where he is now a rest home manager.
1: Oh, fucking Christ! Which means he's fleecing those poor people for everything they have
0: so this guy's basically like living his best life and it's not something people are happy about which is
1: why i want crocodile dundee (laughs) to stab him in the head this is a living person i would just temper slightly kind of really not a living person it's living okay we're
0: gonna keep going (laughs) sorry in october again (laughs) in october 2017 so keep in mind this is all ongoing Attorneys representing family members of the victims brought a case to the New Zealand Supreme Court uh, uh, calling the dropping of the charges against Whittle to be, quote, an unlawful agreement to stifle prosecution. So they basically were like asserting that more or less they got paid off, that the prosecution got got paid off or the state got paid off the next month in November 2017. The Supreme Court agreed and uh, found in their favor, like, yep, you're right. So, however, the court, like the Supreme Court, couldn't themselves order prosecution, like say, yes, you're right, therefore you must prosecute this guy. Um, There was a statute of limitations for that part of it, not for bringing charges, just for the court ordering that the lower courts um, bring the charges, at least from what I could tell. It's hard to navigate another country's legal system. It's hard
1: enough to navigate our own. Yes.
0: Um, In June of this year, as in three months ago, the police investigation into the disaster was reopened, and prosecutors indicated they might bring manslaughter charges against Peter Whittle in the (laughs) near future. So this is still ongoing. If we hear uh, anything about it, we'll let you know. So that's where that ends unfortunately the the man you want to stab in the head um not
1: me i want crocodile (laughs) dundee to do it
0: so aftermath here the pike river mine was obviously just shut down immediately in december 2010 pike river coal the company itself was placed into receivership which is like it, a company being like placed into custody like so they can't make their own independent they're under another company's control specifically or under receivers control
1: that is essentially what happens to sports teams sometimes oh it's the, the league the takes league over. Uh, it's happened in the nhl several times and in major league baseball most recently with the los angeles dodgers mm. it's not called that but it's essentially the same thing
0: corolla would be disappointed didn't he always wear L.A. Dodgers caps in He um, did here and there. But he had them in all different colors that, like, coordinated perfectly with his outfits, remember?
1: Of course he did.
0: Yeah, because he's Karamo. Karamo. <laughs> Karamo from Queer Eye. If you guys aren't watching Queer Eye, first off, where have you been? Second off, Karamo is oh, am- They're all
1: amazing. Second off, like, well, third. Because we already yes. did the second. <laughs> I did second. If we have a bullshit presidential election in twenty twenty, like we did in twenty sixteen, I will write in like all of their names to be collective the president. The entire Fab
0: Five. Yes,
1: collectively to be president. Mm-hmm.
0: They would they would change the world.
1: Yeah, I would, I would stand behind that vote. Yeah,
0: yeah, they would be amazing. The White House would look fabulous.
1: Please shout us out, Fab Five. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tagging them and stuff, I don't usually get a response. No. But not because they don't care, I don't think it like, it's just because they get ma- mentioned a they lot. Do. I'm sure it's hard to keep track we
1: of. We will show them pictures of our new living room. Yeah, which they,
0: they, they help to inspire.
1: Yes. And maybe we'll get a response then. Mm, maybe. Sorry for our listeners once again. We went down. To- <laughs>
0: So, the company was placed in I'm trying in the- not
1: to think of wanting to stab this guy in the head and 29 well, let's people stop dying stop
0: talking in- about it!
1: But that's why I'm talking about other things, like the Fab <laughs> Five for President.
0: So, the receivers for um, Pike River Cole were partners from PricewaterhouseCoopers, in case oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah,
1: just a little bit.
0: They fired a bunch of people right away in the company, um... In early 2011, there were rumblings of another energy company purchasing the rights to the coal still inside the mine and starting to open it back up. But from what I can tell, any potential deals just kind of petered out. The company is still around, but still in receivership from what okay. I can
1: tell. So they haven't been mining since, is that?
0: The mine, yeah, so we'll, we'll okay. get into the mine in just a sec. On.
1: Well, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, it, it has not been reopened for Again, from what I could tell, um, I think it's sort of assumed in a lot of the stuff I read, but I I didn't see it written explicitly, but it does appear that mine is not, and here's why. Um, There's some evidence to that. So in October 2017, Jacinda Ardern, I hope I said that right because she's the Prime Minister of New Zealand now. Uh, She was sworn in as the new Prime Minister of New Zealand.
1: Fun side note, Jacinda Barrett was on the fourth season of The Real World, and she was Australian.
0: I said Jacinda Ardern. Ardern. Oh, (laughs) shit. I just butchered her name. Jacinda Ardern. Eden? I'm just kind of Eden. Anyway, interesting fact. Jacinda Ardern was born in 1980. She's only 38. Okay. So she's a very young Prime Minister. Good for her, or good honor. That is
1: uh, very young. Yeah. That'd be young for anybody, male it, or female.
0: It's barely old enough to be president in the U.S. That's yeah, 35. Five.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So a couple months before um, she was sworn in, she promised to send workers into the Pike River Mine to recover the bodies of the 29 oh. workers still inside, as well as to continue the investigation to the exact cause of the explosions. And she seems to be making good on her promise. So in November 2017, a new department of the New Zealand government was created called the Pike River Recovery Agency. They literally started an entire arm of the government or entire government agency like like. The IRS is a United States agency. Mm-hmm. They started an entire agency just for this project. So seems like they are taking it very seriously. And the express purpose of this agency is to recover the bodies from Pike River, gather evidence on the disaster, and prevent future similar tragedies, which is great. Um, the agency is headed by Andrew Little, Minister for Pike River reentry. Again, it's a whole title, so clearly this is a big deal. So yeah, I found that amazing. Uh, I can't I cannot think of an example of that in United States history. We didn't we didn't come up with a agency for Katrina disaster relief. It was all just not under f- FEMA. I was gonna say not for just not for, for one any specific
1: disaster. trend. probably not. So
0: yeah, I mean we're a much larger a series country, of it, disasters.
1: Yes, we've created many agencies for those. Like what? Like uh, well, the FAA. Well, uh, see, uh, bank, but, but that's but what I'm saying. It's a
0: whole. It's a right. whole industry that they're regulating, yes. not just not an a single uh, instance. Yeah there there was there have been commissions. The 9-11 commission, yes, the say, Warren that's commission, different. that yeah. is very different. Because that's, that's not a, basically,
1: an that's like a one-time thing. It's an,
0: it's an inquiry. Yeah. It's not a... And they um, file a
1: report and then that's, right, that's the end right. of
0: it. It's not a, um, an entire branch... It's not a regulatory agency. Yeah. Right. Not an entire agency, yeah. Hmm. In April 2018... Well,
1: well good for this... Pri- I've,
0: Absolutely, I've, yeah. It's sounding yeah. very promising. In April 2018, so just a few months ago... Um, Andrew Little, the minister for Pike River reentry, and two Pike family representatives, Anna Osborne and Sonia Rockhouse, who I believe were the, the family members, if I'm remembering this correctly, who brought the suit to the Supreme Court that reopened this all. So they're kind of out there in the battle here. Um, they entered the Pike River mine themselves to physically demonstrate that it's possible to go in there safely now. So I think that the whole point was like, I mean, part photo op, but part or publicity stunt, but for a good purpose to show like, look, we can go in there. So obviously people with the proper equipment and safety measures and everything can go in there and find these bodies finally. So they are to this day, working on recovering the 29 bodies of the miners remaining in the Pike River Mine. Good. And I mean, that, my friends, was the story of the Pike River Mine disaster. Thank you, Stephen.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you and also at the same time uh, not thank you because you I'm just You were going to say fuck you,
0: weren't you? No, no,
1: no. I was not going to tell one of our listeners to fuck off. Well,
0: you've been talking about stabbing a living human
1: i've been no. talking about stabbing a scumbag that sees people as not people as product and as what how much money can this that's not a human being that's a something no, else that's still a human being that's physically human being. but that's it oh come on but um
0: <clears throat> i i see our um ride gen xer and bleeding heart millennial uh characteristics are clearly coming out now in this debate well i mean
1: i guess i grew up at a time i don't know because i'm not growing up now so i don't know how it is i don't know how the vibe is but we i grew up at a time where sometimes you just have to fucking deal with shit and <laughs> it wasn't you know
0: vigilantes it's
1: well, no, not, anarchy in not the street. like i not like i fucking grew up in the mob or some I shit like that but you know
0: antichrist
1: But it's not like today where if somebody... And I'm not saying this is the worst thing. Like today, if somebody bullies you, you go to the principal or the teacher. Like when I was growing up, if somebody bullied you, you hit them. So that's the difference. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying that that's the difference. So
0: We're just going to drop this, I think. uh, (laughs) We're going to walk around in circles again and again. But
1: no, but people like that... And 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 those are people who run big industry. Those are the types of mindsets that run government all over the world, not just here. And that yeah. kind of shit just
0: They deserve to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and made an example of.
1: If they are prosecuted. I'm I'm all for the series of going to court, well, all of this, course. And that, yeah. Yes. We're
0: not talking about yeah, yeah, we're not talking about circumventing the law. Oh, I understand.
1: <laughs> Just so I'm clear.
0: But you're you are talking <laughs> about killing them. So that's circumventing the I'm law. I'm talking
1: about Paul Hogan doing it. I'm sorry to use his actual name, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs>
0: Paul Hogan is like, leave me the fuck out of this. I didn't say anything about killing anybody. If Jeez. we get a
1: response from Paul Hogan on Twitter, I'll be ecstatic. But I'm <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> This might be the most
0: anyone has talked about Paul Hogan on a Paul on a (laughs) (laughs) podcast. This is the podcast all Hogan all the time.
1: Oh, Uh, that's right. I hope that's I hope that's up there with the Cantina. (laughs) Oh God, it's devolved. Well, it's
0: devolved so badly. This is clearly our cue that we need to wrap this up.
1: Reporting live from, her, <laughs> from Hurricane...
0: Hurricane Central. <laughs> Brian Norcross.
1: Is, th- is that a Miami guy?
0: Oh, come on. I mentioned him in Hurricane Andrew. Yes, he's a okay. Miami. Well, well, so I, 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 think, I forget who he's working with Local meeting
1: Miami, not here. But That's no, he's
0: national I mean. now. He's been national oh. for a while. But I've he was Miami's like channel. face in the storm. Oh, okay. Like, is that the guy that wrote, wrote the book? Or, yeah. No, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, he wrote a book. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be our uh, we'll be Raleigh's version of Brian Norcross, but we won't not really. We'll just mostly hope that we can get this episode out on Monday. <laughs> I think so because at worst I'll oh. use my iPhone hotspot, and I'm gonna bring could, it up my laptop. I was gonna
1: say, and if we had to, we could just go to your office if it had power. Yeah,
0: that too. But I'm gonna. Um,
1: or your mom's. Upload-
0: yeah, I'm going to upload the audio to the laptop so that, or yeah. to Dropbox, so uh, I can access it. You guys don't care. <laughs> 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 Why is this so badly? They will
1: care Monday morning, because if it's not there, you'll know.
0: But it'll be there, and look how long it's going to be.
1: Yeah, no. th- they'll love it.
0: That's what I was going to say. It'll be yes. good for them. <laughs> and we're talking about you guys like you're not there. <laughs> All right, I think we're done. Rate, review, or 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 don't rate us on this episode. <laughs> Unless you loved it. <laughs> Which case hope, bless and, you.
1: Yes, and we hope that you did. And this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.